Hello and welcome to the Life at Leighton podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. Here at Leighton UK, we know our people are more than just their job. The careers of our people are part of their unique lives and who they are as a whole person is what fundamentally contributes to their success and the success of our business. In the podcast, we'll spend time with one of our exceptional people from across the business and in each episode, we'll look to explore the people behind the job titles, the unique and brilliant stories that make them who they are. In episode 12, I sit down with Claudia Grant of our talent development team and talk about her decision to completely change the direction of her career after redundancy. Claudia returned to full-time education as a mature student and today she talks about her experience, the challenges and learnings and ultimately the positive impact this has had on her career. My favourite takeaway from Claudia's story is how she really turned the uncertainty and disruption of redundancy into positive action that has given her purpose and joy in her work. Her story is one of resilience, introspection and self-development. Thank you Claudia for joining me for this conversation. I feel your words of wisdom are a great resource to anyone considering pivoting their career. And thank you for tuning in. Grab yourself a coffee and get ready to be inspired by the people that are late in UK. Hello, Claudia. Welcome to the Life at Leighton podcast. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I'm really, really glad that we're getting a chance to do this. Um, Claudia, you joined us in September last year as a key part of our talent development team, focusing on developing our consulting team and our leadership team. I'm really glad that you've joined me on the podcast today because I know how passionately you feel about today's topic. Could you start us off today by sharing the story behind your career pivot into business psychology, learning and development? Mm, okay, I'll give you the high level um, view to start with, because I've, I've had a number of um, roles throughout my career. I started in um, way back when now, started in banking to start with. I moved into recruitment. So I've, I've worked in the sales in- environment for quite a while. And then I went into property. And it was when I was working in property that um, this whole episode, if you like, happened that really just changed my career trajectory into where I am now. Um, so that's a high level snapshot of, of what happened. And it was basically redundancy that that did that because it made me have to really take stock of what I was doing. Um, and yeah, led me to where I am now. I mean, quite a, a number of times that your career has kind of taken slight deviations. But mm. I, I guess that you've, as you said, after being made redundant, you did look at what you wanted to do. So what led you to the decision to return to full-time education as a mature student I understand that was the path that that you decided to take at that point yeah so when I got made redundant it was that time where I just thought what is it I'm going to do after the initial panic you have that initial panic and the the whole thing of loss of and the trauma because it was a traumatic experience as well and it was actually just taking time to think what do I want to do because I, I, I really thought to myself, I don't want the same old, same old. I just don't want another job. I want to do something that um, gives me a bit more purpose, if you like, and something that I actually like doing. Not that I didn't enjoy the roles that I had before, but they were just seen as a job to me, if I'm totally honest. that That's how I saw them. And I wanted something a bit more than that. Um, and I wanted to do that. I needed to really take the time to find, find out what excited me, what, what, what were the things that are going to get me up in the morning and not that sense of dread of, 
it's work it's Monday yeah so you decided to go to university at, at that point what did you want to get from that experience of, of returning to university yeah so what it was I looked at getting jobs and I went through the whole process <clears throat> excuse me of looking at jobs transferable skills and all of that and then I just thought it's, it's just not working for me it's not working um, and I thought I, I, I just need a, a, a change, a, a real change. And what I decided to do was actually go back to university and study full time. And I looked at the degrees. I thought about marketing. I thought about PR. But what really excited me was why we do what we do and how to make changes Um you know, it, just in our day to day, just the human behavior side of things. And psychology was what um, provided that opportunity for me. So I went back to university for three years, did an undergraduate for three years in business psychology. And it was when I was doing the business psychology degree, I think I was in year two and it was like, hold on a minute. There's 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 something here that I I can really grab hold on to. There's a career here. And that I looked into it further and discovered the whole world of occupational psychology. So that's where I decided to focus my attention. And occupational psychology is all about what we do at work, the psychology of human behavior at work, our motivations, how we work in teams, how we develop people, psychometric assessments, all of those things and more. And that's the area that I decided this, this just speaks to me more than just getting another job, you know, doing the same old, same old. Yeah. So... Um, I, I guess finding that thing during your degree that, that you really managed to connect with and you wanted to build your career out under, did you imagine that, that was going to lead you into kind of learning and development or did you know what jobs were out there that would be related to business psychology? Yeah, no, not at all. And it didn't stop when I did my undergrad because I then went on and did two further masters. I did a master's in psychology for two years again, and then another occupational psychology as a specialism master's for another two years. So I don't think it was until I got onto my first master's that I realized what I wanted to do, which is why I did the occupational psychology as a specialism. And at first, when I did that, I was going down the routes of psychometrics. Yeah. But then I just realized, no, me and stats just don't agree. Then it's not my friend. So I thought the learning, the development side of things worked for me. But also because I was doing a lot of development on myself at the time, I was doing a lot of stuff around leadership development, just personal out of, of studying. Um, and then that's the area that I thought, yes, uh, the leadership development side, developing people, that kind of stuff that really stood out to me. Yeah. Amazing. And you, just to make sure that this is clear to everyone, you you, you took a step out of your career and went back to education full time. Um, yeah. I imagine the transition from the workforce into education as a mature student could throw up some challenges. What, what were oh, the yeah. challenges that you faced? How did you manage to overcome them? Yeah, I mean, firstly, I'd say financially as well, because I wasn't working. But having said that, the best thing I ever did was I took out redundancy insurance, the best um because that just gave me peace of mind I could take time out for a year and it was it was in that first year that I actually did that whole little piece on myself in terms of what I want to do and then I started uni the following year but yeah lots of challenges with that lots of plate splitting because I'm a mum obviously um so it was juggling work uh studying home life I had to really get my myself in order I had to kind of justify what I wanted to do with my husband and get him on board. I couldn't have done it without um, the support of my family. And then there was also the thing of um, 
going to uni with people that I could have practically given birth to. So I was I was at university with people that were my my kids age, basically. And they were now my peer group, um, which was kind of weird. The conversations that um, um, I'm not saying this in a condescending way or anything, but the conversations were very different. But um, it was that whilst that was quite a, ch- a challenge, that was a nice challenge because the nurture side of me, if you like, came out with all of them. And they would be always like, Claudia, how are you doing this? How are you how are you leaving up here to do your assignments and go home and look after kids and do this and do that? And it was just the level of focus that I had. But then I was able to hopefully encourage them in different ways because for them, they just thought their life was going to end. Um, but for me, I could see a little bit further past that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you probably did come to it with a, a d- completely different perspective, yeah. you know, a, a, a level of maturity. And um, I've heard people talk about that transition in the when you have worked and you've done a nine to five, you've worked a, a job. It's treating education as your as your job, you know, when you come yeah. in, you're then applying the same focus to it. And I'm sure the people around you, your peers at the time did get a lot from from that from you. Yeah. And that was my approach. It was that laser like focus, because I thought if I'm doing this as a much older person, I don't have the time that you guys have. I don't have the time to make mistakes. And does it work and do another degree and I can do this and I can do that. That wasn't my intention. I thought if I'm going to do something so drastic, so big a change that's going to upset me and my family in that way, I've got to do it right that way so my focus was laser light literally it was it had to be it had to have that purpose that intention um to it and I thought if I'm going to do it as well I'm not going to do it and be rubbish at it um so I you know I want to do it and I want to pass I want to I don't want to just scrape a pass I want to get good passes and I did I got distinctions and one merit which um cheesed me off because I just just (laughs) offer distinction yeah well congratulations It, it shows uh in your results as you say that that coming into this with that level of focus intention yeah. purpose you know why you're there um it, it's paid off and I, I guess I'm interested to hear your perspective on this as well because many people would probably rev- would view redundancy as a bit of a negative setback and you've clearly turned it into a positive opportunity for yourself personally and, and your career um how did you manage to turn that into a positive opportunity for you don't get me wrong, going through redundancy was horrible, yeah. right? It was a horrible experience. Um, and I can look back at it now and think, you know what? Yeah, that was the thing. That was a key um, turning point. But when you're in it, it doesn't feel that that way, yeah? Um, and it, it's that whole thing, of a lot, like if, if I could put it this way, when life gives you lemons, yeah? You've, you've heard that. You've heard that saying, So I allowed myself to have that pity party moment, that little wallow, but just for a short window, because I think when you're going through something, you have to acknowledge where you're at. You have to acknowledge like the the negative aspect and and process. Yeah. So I allowed myself that time to to kind of process that. And then it was like, okay, how am I going to dig myself out of that? What are the positives I can take out of it? The positives for me were I said, like I had the insurance, so I didn't have to panic financially. I was able to, and I know I'm, I was fortunate with that. I had really supportive um, family, friends that were really encouraging to me, just reminding me of the, the, the strengths, the qualities that I do have. And it's like, okay, so what's the positive? It gave me the freedom to actually explore what I wanted to do um, and put a plan in place for it, um, I guess. And then, 
once you get the, the support, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? And then it was like I was able to put a plan in place of, of what I was going to do. So it's just turning things around and getting that perspective. Because when you're in the moment, it's everything's just here front and centre and you can't see through all the, the the noise and the mess and the emotions of the situation. You do need time to actually process that. But once you take a step back, um, yeah, that, that, that was what that worked for me. That really worked for me. Yeah getting strategic about it and I think we've spoke prior to recording this and you mentioned how strategic you have been in your decisions you made in your career since yes leaving university and leaving education I mean how did you approach the process of choosing that right educational path and career trajectory after after finishing your degree yeah that took a bit of time and some of the things I was doing along that that route right so so by the time I came out of by the time I finished my last degree I was pretty clear on what I wanted to do and how I want to do it I think in the first instance I I had to take time to think okay what motivated me what what's going to get me excited because if I didn't have something that was going to excite me there's no way I would have stuck at studying for what seven years or so so what was going to give me that that stickability Carrying out a little SWOT analysis on myself, I had to do that and be honest with what my strengths were, but also what, what I wasn't so good at, um, things that I didn't like to do, all of those kind of things. Um, think also about what my non-negotiables were. What were the things that I didn't want to compromise on that I I, I needed to, to, to be doing? And also what my own personal values were. I've, I have a family. I've, I've worked for a um, a number of years so when you've worked in the when you've been in the work environment for a while you kind of know after a while the type of role that you want to have or the type of people that you want to work with so I wanted to make sure that what I did next really aligned with with all of that and what was important to me um, I looked at job descriptions I looked at job descriptions and, and people that were doing types of roles that I thought I wanted to do and you kind of think oh I like a bit of that or I like a bit of this um, and always I think trying to see someone doing something that you're doing is always helpful because then you've got a kind of pathway. Well, actually, what did they do to get there? Who did they surround themselves with? What kind of skills did they they need to get? That kind of thing. And then I focused on my own personal development during that time. Like I said, I exposed myself. Um, I just became like a sponge in terms of developing me. Um, I got coached. Um, I know people that are coaches, so it was easy for me to do that. But I got coached. I found a mentor. Um, somebody that could help me because I realized that there were certain parts of me, my personality that I needed to develop. I needed to put myself out there in terms of um, exposing myself to certain levels of roles or leaders um, to help me grow because I knew that the rooms or the spaces that I wanted to walk into. Um, and I also focused on my skills and not experience, which is hard sometimes when you're when you're looking for a role in that sense, because if you don't have that experience, what is it that's going to get you in the room? What are the transferable skills that you can use? So I focused on that. Um, and the other thing, I, like I said before, I just got my house in order, just really organized um, because I sacrificed a lot to be able to do that. Um, there are a lot of things that I I said no to, I, I didn't go to, I didn't show up for because I knew for this period of time, this was the sacrifice that I wanted to make. And again, some hard dis uh, conversations that I had to have with my family around that um, if I wasn't going to be present for certain things. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the transferable skills piece there. Do you feel like you had a skill set from your previous career 
yeah. that helped you as a student and also in your new chosen career in learning development um did you bring a lot of skills with you yeah all of my roles especially the roles that I've had were always very uh, people focused and were very target driven working to deadlines all of those things and they lent itself really well in terms of my studying and focus what I had to make sure because I was so focused that uh, the human side if you like was still there because sometimes you can get really clinical and transactional it's like these are people people are there still (laughs) Um, so yeah, not to lose that side of me and all of that. So I was able to bring those skills definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really impressive to see how your career has progressed since leaving education. Can you share kind of some specific achievements or milestones that you have attribute to kind of that fast track journey that you've had since leaving education? Yeah. And you know what, I've been really fortunate in terms of um, the roles that I've had because I have worked with some some really good companies um, some some good brands and I've always tried to leave a little piece of me if, if you want to put it that way um, whether it's bringing in certain types of programs creating certain frameworks um, that weren't there before I started I met up with a boss the other day that I'm I worked with at British Airways like oh you know that thing you did Claudia with DNI we actually implemented that and it's those are the, the nice things um, that you want to hear when you when you think about your career journey where I am now with the consultants at Leighton just starting to have impact or I'm hoping to start to have impact with the consulting essentials program that I've just put together and and a guide that really shapes their behavior so that they can actually see the behaviors that they need to be displaying in their roles and hopefully the plan is that we then start to see that in in the outcomes that they deliver um, so it's it's things like that. And I think it's important that when you do take on a role, you do do something where you can have an impact, where you do leave a little bit of an imprint. Yeah. It's always good to know that Claudia was here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talk about, you know, having having purpose in our work and feeling that that's what we a lot of us get out of bed for. Do you know, we obviously come to work yeah. for a paycheck, but you want to feel like you're having that impact. So I think that coming into what you're doing with that attitude about leaving a little bit of yourself and an impact that that it can be felt um is a big part of the reason that you are probably having success in your roles and also mm-hmm. enjoying what it is that you're doing yeah no 100% agree with that agree with that so I, I guess I'm actually interested to hear you, you have mentioned how strategic you were and who you were wanting to work for what attracted you to the role at Leighton Oh God, God, I have to remind me. That seems such a long time. You know what? I've worked here for a year, but honestly, it's that seems such a long time ago. I think what I liked about Leighton, I say this to the guys when they join, that the entrepreneurial spirit that Leighton has, that thing where you can come in, you can come into an organization, have an idea, a proposal, um, voice it, and someone runs with it. When I joined Leighton or at the interview stage, I had to do a proposal in terms of how I would improve things for the consultants at Leighton. That's actually what I'm doing now. I, in fact, I looked at that presentation today and it's it's nice for me to think, I'm bringing this to life. But it, when you actually bring something to life in that way, um, and that that's one of the things that I, I like about Leighton, um, because I've worked in organisations, like I said, great brands, but large corporates. Um, and sometimes it takes a really long time to steer that ship, to move that needle, to to, to make any sort of change or impact because you've got to go through so many layers. But here things do move very quickly. Yeah, yeah. You could, I feel like everyone that I speak to has that same feeling same in their thing. role. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that ability to, to affect change 
Um, so it, it's great to hear. I, I'm really excited to hear how you get on with rolling out your new Consulting Essentials uh, course. I feel like you've been talking about it and working on it. For a long it, so time. Mm. Yeah, so it's exciting. Um, so what advice would you have to others who are looking to change the their career direction that maybe in a similar situation that you were? Um, I would probably say a few things. Personal branding, I would say be bold. I would say um, surround yourself with the right people. And I would also say focus on what brings you joy. Yeah, I didn't realise at the time when I was doing the whole thing around building me up, yeah, um, finding out about myself, how I wanted um, the world to see me, if you like, the narrative I wanted people to be saying about me. I was working on my personal brand. Um, and I think it's something we all need to to work on in, in terms of how we show up to the world. We actually have to take ownership of that, take an ownership of your career. So really focus on working on your personal brand. In terms of being bold, taking a risk, sometimes we think that we need to have it all together and we don't. You just need to put yourself out there because what's the worst thing that can happen at the end of the at the end of the day? Um, so be prepared to be a little bit vulnerable. Um, because you're going to you're going to see the rewards of that. And in terms of surrounding yourself with the right people, I would ask who is in your circle right now that is a going to encourage you, motivate and inspire you. But who are the people around you that are also potentially holding you back? Because there is absolutely no way I could have done what I did if I didn't have the right people around me and um, people that I could share my thoughts to when I thought I couldn't do it. That whole imposter syndrome thing, for example, people that could actually talk me down and say, actually, Claudia, look at what you've just done. Look at your CV. Look at this. Look at that. Um, so just surround yourself with the right people. And the whole thing about be, bring it, do something that brings you joy. If I wake up in the morning, and I'm not liking what I'm doing. You know, that dread. And I remember that dread when I was going through redundancy and I used to say to my husband, oh, my God, I can feel that thing in my chest. And I was, when you get to that point where you just don't like showing up for work. You know, that that's to me when you, you need to start asking yourself some questions. So if you're enjoying what you do, it fills your little joy bucket. I always say that, oh, that's filled my little joy bucket today. Then I know that I'm doing the right thing and I'm in the right place. I love that. That's great advice. I, I always think about the energy that we give to things because um, I, I know you're the same when you're in a people-facing role and you're about developing people. You give a lot of energy to the people yeah. that you work with. And I, I always like to think about what energy am I getting back from this because I give so much. So it is that refill in your bucket thing that you've said. Um, I, I think that's great advice. I'm sure people will get a lot from that. Thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we sign off today? I think the only thing I would ju just say to people is when you're thinking about you, your career, just really think about how you want to make an impact and, and what do you need to do to in order to do that, to be a success, whatever success looks like to you. Who are the people that you need to, 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 to surround yourself with, like I said before, and just go for it. We Sometimes we want to think you, you, you create a list of 10 things and you've got to have all of those 10 things. You don't. Just make the first step, whatever that first step is for you, make the first step. The second step will present itself, you know, but just just take some sort of an action. Yeah, I think that women in particular need to remember that, Claudia, that we don't need to tick every box on the list. You can yeah. take chance on yourself, believe in yourself. Well, that's the next programme that I'm working on. So watch <laughs> this space. Watch this space. Oh, I am excited for that. 
Thank you so much, Claudia, for joining me for today's episode. Um, And thank you to everyone for listening along at home as well. I'm sure that you all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. We are going to be back in a few weeks' time with our next episode. But until then, if you are one of the members in our talent community and you are interested in finding out more about what the future might look like at Leighton, please do reach out to one of us here in the talent acquisition team. I'll put my contact details in the description below or check out our careers page for the roles that we have live currently. We'll be back in a few weeks. Thank you again, Claudia, for sharing your story and thank you all for listening in. This has been the Life at Leighton podcast.